Hi, I'm Mark Rand. This is Victory Over Sin. The price you paid for my life God's perfect sacrifice Sufficient for me The blood of God to atone My sin you made your own you have set me free You alone have risen You alone have saved us You alone have rescued us from the grave Glory you reign now All creation cries out You alone are king You alone Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. First part of the show, we explain what victory over sin is and what we are attempting to do. Victory over sin is funded by the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. Our job, our mission, our goal, if you will, is to explain to you, the listener, what it's like to come out of prison and to be on parole. We think those issues are important, and we think you, the Idahoan, does not understand the full effects of what that is, how much that costs you, and what impact that has on our families and our communities. So that's our mission, and that's our goal. We do that in several different ways. One is to do this radio show, which we've been doing for almost two and a half years now, believe it or not. If you go back to the archives of KBXL, you can look under Victory Over Sin, and you'll see all those shows listed there with people who are influential in the prison system here in the state of Idaho and across the country, for that matter. You'll see people who have just come out of prison, people who are succeeding, people who are struggling, agencies that help us, etc. It has really become a good body of work to find out what's going on in the prison system. So you can go back and listen to different people and find out all you can do, all you uh, need to find out about the Department of Corrections. That's what we try to do. In addition to that, we actually have a PowerPoint that we will go out and present to your service group, to your church, to your business, if you will. It's about a 25-minute presentation, a PowerPoint presentation, and it is delivered by somebody who is a returning citizen themselves. So they will highlight in that presentation what's wrong with the system, what's issues that you probably don't know about. It's meant to spark some discussion. And as you have that discussion, then you potentially can get involved in maybe saying, hey, that's not quite right. Why is it that way? And ask questions of elected officials and perhaps get involved in the process. The thing is you should remember is that 98% of the people who are living out there in the desert are going to be released into our community, and they're going to be our neighbors. So this is a way for you to get involved, and we would argue that you do not know primarily how much that cost of your tax dollars and more importantly what that does in an emotional cost to the families of people who are incarcerated so that's basically what we do we also have a very strong association with an organization called just leadership usa which is a national organization that mandate if you will is to train people who have been incarcerated to be better leaders and we link with them very strongly uh, if you look up Just Leadership USA on Google it and find out what they're going on going on with them, it's a very powerful training program for people who have been incarcerated. Uh, we're looking for people who are excited about getting involved with that and would like to help us change the world. So if you look that up and you say, hey, I've been incarcerated, I'd really like to do that. At the end of the show, I'm going to let you know how you get in touch with me. Please get in touch with me. I'll send you up to a, a training, the next training that will be available for somebody will be in Alaska, and it'll give you a couple-day seminar, perhaps, 
and we'll get you started on that process. It's a very powerful one. I was fortunate enough in 2018 to become a, a fellow for Just Leadership USA and went through a year-long training with them. And I'm the only one from Idaho, and we're looking for somebody else to come along and follow in my footsteps and to gain from that expertise. So again, if you let me know if you're interested in that, we'll go from there. Uh, we are also very proud of our new offices at 8620 West Emerald, Suite 140. We've been there for about six months now. We greet people as they come out of incarceration that first day, and we'll actually pick up people coming out of incarceration that first day, bring them to the office, help them with some vouchers for clothing, and go forward from that first day out and try to be supportive for them. Pretty much uh, with the ex a few exceptions, one of which we're going to talk to today, everybody in our office has been incarcerated. So that gives uh, the person coming into the office some uh, familiarity with, uh, let's say, people they may know. More importantly, people who have lived that life. So again, those are the, some of the things that we do on a daily basis. We're excited about what we do. And I am excited about a guest that we have here, and we will be right back with her in one second. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. I am very excited to, today because we've got uh, one of the newest members of the St. Vincent de Paul family. Jamie Nguyen is here. Jamie, how are you? Good. Hi. Thanks for having me. Jamie is our new person uh, as of this week, uh, the Back to Work Coordinator. And she's going to be housed in our office. So we thought we'll just put her you know, right away, get her, get her involved in what she's doing. Uh, tell me a little bit about Jamie Nguyen and where you're from, where you were born, background and stuff like that. I'm originally from Seattle. I moved to Idaho when I was in seventh grade and have been here ever since. I completed my bachelor's and my master's both at Boise State. That'll make everybody happy here. <laughs> Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Okay. And so um, recently, where did you come from? I know that there was a, we'll get to your employment, but where were you working before you came to work for St. Vincent Paul? I was at Girl Scouts of Silver Sage. Good. And I did fundraising and a donor relations for them. It seemed like, because uh, I was in on your interview process, you really had started lots of different projects, and you were excited about doing new ones, which is what we're going to talk about here in a second. Tell us a little bit about that background and starting programs before. So that background started in college. Yeah, um, I started a nonprofit that partnered with um, Children's Miracle Network, yeah. and we fundraised money for our children's hospital here in Treasure Valley, and it's still going on today. It's at Boise State called Dance Marathon. So I was part of the board that started that here. And then I've started um, conferences for the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's their statewide conference that they do once a year for um, health educators, health workers, people in the health field for continuing education. That was right, and I, I was real impressive in terms of how that all set up. I, I um, there were a lot of people apply for this job, and she was the one we chose. And it was interesting how uh, there were three of us interviewing you, and there was just hands down, there was no question you were the person, and it was a matter of whether we could pry you away from Girl Scouts. So congratulations. Thank you. Okay, so your project, the project that uh, you're beginning is what uh, we're going to call Back to Work, and it's not just back with the, with the two, with a number two, mm-hmm. to work. Tell us a little bit about Back to Work and what you've been studying so far. So Back to Work is a program. Um, we are ho- It's going to be a long-term program for people who um, have been incarcerated mm-hmm. to work towards a career pathway. We're not. We're trying to help them more long-term goal of learning a trade work that they can grow with mm-hmm. and not just odd-end jobs. Um, this program, they will have class- classroom time training. They'll have an internship. We'll have a mentor for them to go through the program. Um, they'll start wherever they do their internship. If it works out, they can become an apprentice for the place, and hopefully that'll end with an employment. Mm-hmm. And so if you've listened to us before, you may, may or may not be aware that we do have a person in-house that has that works 20 hours a week to do that preliminary employment kind of work for people just out of incarceration. And this is totally different. This is... Uh, something that is going to lead to, quote-unquote, a livable wage as mm-hmm. we define that. So maybe address a little bit of that, how that's going to be different. So this one, because you guys will be doing classroom time, it'll all be paid um, so that the internship, yeah. it'll be paid. Classroom time will be paid just so that it can help them get through while they are learning the trade work mm-hmm. um, so that they're not it's an incentive to keep them through with the program. Right, so some classroom time, some internship on the job site with with employers that you're still looking for, correct? I am still looking for, for, yes. And so I think this is a situation, again, this is unique and it hasn't been done anywhere in the country in terms of within St. Vincent de Paul's structure. There are similar sorts of programs with the Department of Labor, but because this is private money, we've got a real chance to do something unique here. And so if you're listening to our voices today and you're an employer and you're having trouble keeping quality people that have a trade that needs to be taught, what would be examples of that that you're looking at? Because that's your job is to go out and find these guys, right? Mm -hmm. So right now we are looking at construction, janitorial work, landscaping, HVAC, um, I'm also wanting to look into admin work okay. or serving restaurant-wise um, for our women who are not interested in mm-hmm. doing construction and landscaping. So any of those, of those types of work. So anybody that you're an employer out there and you're thinking what I need is somebody that's really well-trained and somebody that I want to work with and somebody wants to be screened and have some of those background checks. Again, at the end of the, towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about um, ways that you can get out, get in touch with me and if, I will put you directly in contact with Jamie. Um, tell me about uh, what you've found so far in terms of setting this up, because you're studying a program that's up and operational in Iowa right now, right? Yes. This was um, the program rolled out in Iowa last year. They had Their first cohort had 10 people, and seven people completed the entire program, so with a 70% success rate. And where uh, did those kind of, did they, what kind of jobs did those guys get? The same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Plumbing, HVAC, construction. Yeah. 
Because I would think, too, I would think plumbing would be something that uh, those trade skills that really does take something that you know they're going to stick through it or electrical or HVAC or Mm -hmm. even some large equipment operator kind of situations where you really need to know that they understand what they're doing and they're committed to it. That would be an advantageous spot for an, for an employer, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. Okay. And those 70% of those people got jobs at what we're going to define as uh, livable wage here. So what would, have we determined what livable wage is here in Idaho? Livable wage um, is considered minimum income necessary for a worker to meet basic needs, and mm-hmm. that would include food, housing, and other essential needs. Do we get a dollar an hour figure yet on that? No. I don't think so. So I think in terms of at least the preliminary we were talking about in the 15 to $16 range. So uh, that's the kind of stuff that we're looking to do. So it's not just get you that entry-level job as you're out of incarceration to survive and then work your way up the ladder. This is going to offer you some support, some um techniques that's going to make sure that you are that quality person and then that employer is going to keep you on correct Mm -hmm. okay and tell me anything else that you've learned from doing the research from iowa that we should probably address or talk about um not only are you guys going to be doing the internship mentor with um apprenticing and then on the job training Mm -hmm. st vincent de paul will have ongoing education so if you guys want to work towards your ged you guys want to work towards other different types of certificates don't we keep them for a period of time afterwards and how mm-hmm. long is that period of time um 18 months with a quarterly update to see how they're doing and to see what we need we can help them with and that's i think at this point that's a requirement of the funder at this point in time yes. but it's just uh logical that that be something that we do so hopefully you can see this is an intensive sort of situation that Jamie's taking on and, and doing it all by yourself. How do you feel about doing this all by yourself? It's I mean, actually really day three exciting. or four, is it really? This is my third day the on third, the job. Third day on the job. It's exciting because yeah. I can kind of see how things were done and kind of roll it out and see how it's going to work in Idaho yeah. and what our needs are here in our community. So tell me in terms of reaching out, how do you envision going to the community to find these employers? Um, I would like to find employees who are open-minded and open to felon, they're felon friendly Mm -hmm. and, um, willing to work with non-traditional employees. Mm -hmm. So where are we going to find those guys? Um, Cindy, who works in the office already has some people, but I have also reached out to my churches who, Mm -hmm. um, are their parishioners own businesses. And I actually got information um that one of our parishioners owns a car detailing car dealership and he's actually does prison ministry oh man so i'm waiting for him to come back on his trip to talk to him he's on a mission trip right now cool yeah so i yeah see the great thing that you're going to find about this work quote unquote is that people who and i say but i say this work i say supporting a population that comes out of incarceration mm-hmm. uh, is that you number there's a couple things one is going to be that you're going to meet some really super nice people and number two is it's a very small community yeah and we trip over each other and it's like oh you know yeah oh you know and i know her and i know him and so it all kind of comes together so I think I start to see uh, why this might be exciting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what other kinds of directions do you think we can ask people for support for you right now as we're starting out? 
Um, I am looking for mentors who would like to um, help and mentor the art program associates that will mm -hmm. be in our program. Um, volunteers, anyone who has any sort of skills that can come and teach a portion of our in-classroom training. Mm -hmm. Like? Like? Finance literacy. Okay, yeah. And I know that we do work with Mountain West Bank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. Uh -huh. Maybe have someone from them come out and talk about finance literacy, um, sort that sort of thing. And I know that we've had in the past a man who um, used to work at Micron, does computers. What other kinds of things would we be after for somebody like that? Is it a life skills thing or uh, tell me what you think else would you be looking for? Because now we've got people listening to us saying, hey, I do this. Would you? What kind of, what would they like? I am open to all sorts of things only because I don't know what our what core, who, what our core, what they are going to know, what they're not going to know. Right. Some people might be more um, better skilled with computers and some might not be. Right. So it just really depends. Yeah, so again, you're listening to, uh, you're getting a chance to see what we're putting together for um, Idaho, and uh, we anticipate, um, and I think Jamie can see how large this can be, how successful this can be. If this is something that you're interested in or you have a, a skill that you'd like to volunteer and you'd like to work with, if you have a business that you'd like to work with, um, then uh, let us know. This is something to actually get involved with and it's exciting to be in the first of something like this because this could be huge. Mm -hmm. We are hoping. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. Tell me again, you said it's pretty much people coming out of incarceration, but it's pretty much anybody. It doesn't have to, they don't have to be. They don't have to be just recently out, no. They, they can be anyone that's just locked into a employment situation in which they're not meeting their own uh I guess, goals in their life or something yeah. like that too, right? Mm -hmm. And just need to have that one leg up. Yes. Okay. Um, how are we going to find those people, do you think? Is this, you tell me. I'm over. I haven't gotten that far yet. There is... Um, got you on day the, three. Yeah, day three. Um, there is actually criterias for our candidates that they have to meet. Mm -hmm. So that we'll have to roll out first. And we do have any idea what that is now? Not I can't remember off the top of my head. By the way, i got to be honest with you. I went to Jamie this, this morning and said, hey, would you like to just be on the way and we'll talk about this? <laughs> yep. And she says, uh, are you kidding? And I said, oh, no, it'll be fine. We'll just figure it out as we go forward. And uh, usually that's the way the most uh, successful things happen. So she had to trust me and just come on the air. So you're, you're a brave soul. Speaking of being brave, we threw you into a unusual group of people to work with. How's that working out for you? Um, it's working out great. Everyone is so friendly and so welcoming, and I love it. I love yeah. being in the office. Yeah, it's a um, we kind of take pride on being different and allowing people to develop into who they are going to be. Mm -hmm. And um, I. Jamie doesn't work for me. She works for a Ralph May, who's the executive director of, um, of St. Vincent de Paul. But in some ways, we're similar. We like to bring on people who we know have talent and watch their talent grow um, and not necessarily just listen to what I say or what Ralph says. And so I think that's the atmosphere that we attempt to put together. And it creates for... Um, confusion excitement and it's really never dull it's so, a very trusting environment yeah and i think that's the way do uh, would you agree that that's the way people grow and go forward mm -hmm. yeah i think if you um 
if you follow that gut instinct in um, your life, you're going to be much, much, much more successful as you go forward. Uh, it's uh, more exciting. Yeah. It's kind of pressing the envelope. Uh, a little bit more. We talked briefly about where you go to church. We're on a Christian radio station. Do you care to talk about that or anything? Like I'll that? talk about it. Yeah. Where, where do you what do you go to church? I depends on where I am. Um, I can either be at St. Mark's or Holy Apostles, and I go to Eagle Nest too. Where is Eagle Nest? We talked about that. In it's I, on State Street, all the way towards more in Eagle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you kind of blend back and forth. I do. Um, I go to. Holy Apostles, which is more structured, it's Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. and Eagle Naz is more free, more, more of a spiritual connection for me. Yeah, cool. I'm going to have to figure out that because I went to, you told me that and I looked it up and I didn't find it. So um, we're going to have to do that too. Yeah. The, um, you're also, you're brought on with the stipulation that we need to get you up and going because uh, we're going to Denver for... Uh, St. Vincent de Paul's National Convention the end of next month. Yes. And so um, that's probably uh, exciting maybe for you in terms of what, but it's going to be, I think you and I one day kind of talking about all these new things happening in Idaho. So is that something you're looking forward to? I am looking forward to going and learning all that I can. I looked at the agenda already and there are a lot of workshops that I'm really interested in taking. So yeah, I'll tell you, uh, this, this will be my, the fourth one of these and it's really a bunch of people getting together like 5,000 people getting together and um, you're going to skew the age down tremendously because okay. <laughs> <laughs> Vincentians have a tendency to be um, of a particular race and a particular age group that is even older than I am believe it or not so I think uh, you're going to bring a breath of fresh air to uh, Denver so I'm looking forward to that um, anything else about you that we should know as we're going forward? Um, I am really open to anything. If you guys have any ideas, if you guys want to come volunteer, if you have anything to offer, gifts, we all have special gifts, different gifts, different talents. Um, just go ahead and reach out and let me know and I can make it work. Yeah, I think that's, uh, again, uh, we've said it a couple times in the show, but I'm going to say it again. This is a chance really to get in a ground floor situation where there are no there's no government entity. There's no rules saying we're going to do it. We've got a private funder who has been gracious enough to give us money over a period of time, a period of years for that matter, in which wants this to develop and wants to see this develop. And so the exciting thing is that we're going to get to do it. We're going to get to do it under the direction of God's hand, if you will, and uh, with through his guidance. And so it's going to be something that we are super, super excited about. So I'm excited about it, and I thank you for being brave enough to come and uh, sit with me today and explain this. I thought hopefully good things come from it. I hope so. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Where are you going to go in the future? I don't know. stay with us for a while? Yes. What do you want to do? you want to take over the world or anything like that? Probably not that big of a goal, but... What I I told Jamie after her interview was I asked her if she was ready to help me change the world, and she looked at me like I was just... Probably like she's looking at me right now in terms of... (laughs) this but i think she has that spirit and um i thank her for coming on and spending some time with me uh it was fun and i think she does have that spirit that if you're listening to me in the desert right now there's hope for you there is hope for you if you're driving around good people out here care about you care about what's going on and want you to succeed know you can succeed and will help you in that transition and we are very fortunate to have St. Vincent de Paul and some other coalition partners who have come on to say, 
hey, we're going to fund this and we're going to make this work. And uh, we're excited to have you on board. So thank you very much for coming in. Thanks again, Mark. You uh-huh. alone uh-huh. have risen. You alone have saved us. You alone have rescued us from the grave. Glorious you reign now. All creation cries out. You alone are king. You alone have risen. You alone have saved us. You alone have rescued us from the grave. Okay, as you can tell, we are excited. We've got a nice one in terms of Jamie coming on staff, and we're excited about the future. I meant what I said earlier. Um, increasingly, increasingly, with your support, which has happened not only on the show, but as people learn about us, we're doing um, some very positive stuff for people who have been incarcerated, and we're looking forward to doing more in the future. If you need to reach myself or get in contact with me and I can pass you on to Jamie, I'd be happy to do so. We're real easy to reach. www.systemicchangeofid.com is the website. You can also reach out to us at systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. You can reach us on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can actually call me on the telephone at area code 208 I look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.